The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. Switch podcast on the Anchor app and wherever you listen to podcasts. I uh, know that's brought up sports from college football since that's obviously our lead today. Am I on? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, maybe? Seems kind of low still. No, you're good. I'm in my mouth. You're good because you still go far away. You don't talk into the mic. You like lean. I don't know why you do that. But. Doug asked me, want to hoop later? After something, I think after recording that work. Yeah. He always wants to do it at like Medina, and I don't want to. Which I'd, I'd love to go play basketball with him. I miss the guy, but you know. He uh, his girlfriend broke up with him a couple weeks ago. I had an idea because me and him were speaking. Yeah, but I don't ask him those things. I told you. <laughs> well, I just because uh, I, I asked him about her. I'm like, so how's she doing? And he's we like, oh, we lose, broke dude. up. What Ohio? Lead off the section with college football playoffs since <laughs> he, we're speaking he about it. Pulled a hard left on that one. Like we, we may lose. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll, we'll start off with that. Welcome, everybody. Episode 42 of the AK Swish podcast here on the Anchor app, Wait, Spotify. we're going to start a new trend because I wanted to do it. I kind of let the dad jokes go. That's I, fine. I mean, maybe if I see a good one, I'll start off with a one with an episode. Or if you guys have a funny one, you think that will break Andrew. No, I want to start doing athletes with those numbers. So this would be episode, this would be episode Jackie Robinson, Ronnie Lott, Pat Tillman, R.I.P., Connie Hawkins, James Worthy, one of your guys, Mariano Rivera, Mo Vaughn, Paul Warfield. There you go. Oh, so the number 42. Like 42. Okay. Yeah. It's going to get harder idea. when we get higher up, though, because when we get to like the hundreds, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Whose number was this? Like a runner or like, a, <laughs> like Lance Armstrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we'll just, 199, we'll do it. Travis Pastrano. We'll <laughs> 2.0s. We'll just do it until we get to 100. Yeah, I mean, we missed a lot of good episodes then. We could have done well, like yeah, well, one fuck. and I mean, stuff. D Rose. We could have done like one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. We didn't think this through. Obviously, we kind of just much, jumped in here. We're much now more we're a creative lot better. now. Yeah, we're a lot more creative now than we, we seem were to be when we first tying started. it together. You know, I guess. Yeah. Andrew still has coping words and phrases that I use yeah. quite a bit, and I listen to myself, and I'll <laughs> stop listening to the podcast halfway through for the day, and I'll go back and be like, maybe I'll give it a try again and say Are the you same like me word with again. That? Like I, you no. use some of them, but I say, you know what I mean, or a and two, or the. A, like here's A and B, and you know it is what it is. But like for me, like when I if I ever listen back to the show, which what, I I edit it, so I always listen back usually for you know parts or most of it. Like if I try and listen to it again at a different time, I can't listen to the full like hour or two hours, however long it is. No, I, I just have to like I, I can can't even do it. that when I was recording music. I couldn't listen to myself. Oh. I can do I can read my lyrics. You know I get hype off of the certain shit that I say, but um, I couldn't. I don't like listening to myself at all. It's it's weird. I only listen to myself so I can like hear if I made mistakes. I feel like, like the- last week I always check, and you guys probably don't know this because I never bring it up. But if I quote something or I make a prediction, I make sure that I check it later on. So like the bronze record, I'm almost spot on. So I said eight and eight or nine or seven to nine. So I'm almost on the dot with that. But in the other hand, I did say that 
Minnesota, after they lost, was going to be ranked in the top 15, and they were 18. And then we also said that Florida, or not Florida, Alabama was going to be 8, and they fell to 12. That's because everyone won. That was like, it was the weird thing where everyone that was, like, I think 15 to 10 or whatever, like, won. (laughs) Which everyone was upset about the Alabama thing. They were, most experts were pretty upset about that. Like, they said, like, but you don't have a two-loss Alabama team is still better than whoever goes into four. They're not. I don't know if they're better than Oklahoma right no, now. Jalen no, Hurts is uh, no. is a phenomenal player. No, no, they're not better. No, come on. I mean, I put Oregon ahead of them. I put Oklahoma ahead of them. I put Georgia ahead of them because at least they still have Fromm who's throwing. I mean, he had a rough game against LSU because who doesn't? But I mean, like, come on, like, no. Uh, but uh, you guys listen to this on Monday. Uh, that means the rankings are out. The college football playoff semifinals are set. Uh, the number one seed, LSU, they went and won 37-10 to 10 over Georgia, dominating Georgia in the Which SEC. Which is a big game. Yeah, huge for them because if they played close like Ohio State did for the first part of that game, it would have been a toss-up, I think. But they blew them out. It was handled pretty well. Uh, I think uh, Joey Burrow pretty much locked up the Heisman with the win. Uh, four touchdowns, no turnovers in the game. Impressive day for him. And LSU clinches the number one seed. They'll face Oklahoma, who had took overtime to beat Baylor. Uh, for some reason, Baylor giving Oklahoma fits this year. Uh, but Oklahoma still finding a way to beat them both times. Uh, they uh, they get the job done. So Jalen Hurts gets back into the playoff with a different color red this time. Uh, he's with the Sooners. They'll battle the LSU Tigers in the Peach Bowl, in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Same spot as so the ACC I feel Champions like. Game. My uncles or my father, when I look at these games now and see, yeah, right, that it's like (laughs) five minutes in, you already got it. PlayStation Network Fiesta Bowl, and I still think it's Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. It fucks me up, like Chick Fil A, because they still have Tostitos. So what happened? (laughs) Like you just lost one of the biggest bowls. It's a contract thing, you know how that works. But yeah, I love PlayStation. We'll speak about one and four first, I guess. Alabama or not Alabama? Wow. Should be. It's jokingly. like muscle memory at this yeah. point. But now LSU, go, you know. Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Oklahoma's got a chance. Really? Not at all. Jalen Hurts' track record against LSU makes me think that there's a, still a shot. Joey Burrow. I love Joey B. You know I do. Is He's out my boy. Here. He's my boy. I'm telling you. I always tell you that sports He's are Jared fixed. Goff of I always tell you right that now. sports are fixed, but this <laughs> almost feels too Cinderella-esque. That Joey Burrow beats Oklahoma handily. Ohio State has a hard time doing that. Beats them handily. Because I think, first and foremost, that stout defense, that offense is phenomenal. He's going to probably win the Heisman. He goes and beats Oklahoma. I think we're going to struggle against Clemson because we showed Ohio State, now speaking about two versus four, Ohio State, or two versus three, Ohio State and Clemson. We struggle against Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is showing up at the, I thought, and I said this again, that I thought he wouldn't show up in the playoffs or important games, and he they showed up. Sixty on Virginia, and well, it's that's, again that's the second best team in the ACC this year. Pat McAfee on his show did yeah. say something that when the ACC talks about the ACC, they talk about all other teams except for Clemson. They're on a completely different shelf. Yeah, they're, an, they're an SEC team in the. That's ACC. a 1970 vintage bottle of insert alcohol that you like here versus like just mid shelf shit. Thangria. Um, and don't get me wrong, that's not denouncing or denouncing Virginia, who had a phenomenal season, Virginia Tech, who had a phenomenal season. Well, you have some 
really iffy teams that were in the ACC, and that's something that me and you spoke about when we were speaking of the tele, uh, television contracts. You need teams like a Notre Dame in there to make your conference look a little bit better, and Clemson is a very good team. We know that they won a national championship. They beat Alabama. They've won two. So we know for a fact that they the can do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Beating Ohio State, I feel like, is is a wash for me. So I will go on that small tangent there. It's a wash because, as we saw, the reason why Ohio State did fall to two, when you trail 14-0 against a Wisconsin team that— They're down 21-7 at half. Now, granted, that second half, Ohio State blew the damn doors open. Like They came out— 27 unanswered points. Which I will say this. 27-0. A team that's not really challenged throughout the year— to come out and do that in the second half, I feel better about Ohio State's chances against Clemson this year than I did before. And that was the hard they, part for me. You're they responded they, to adversity, right? They played this Wisconsin team before. Wisconsin knew what they were going to do, but they still found a way to beat it. They them. did answer to adversity, but the problem with that is stating that they didn't have much of a challenge all season. They had a higher-ranked difficulty mm-hmm. of top 25 teams this year than yep. anybody. They were ranked number one. Then they so beat they more ranked teams. The, they yeah. did have a challenge this year. But the problem was is again, I made this I made the statement, you didn't hear it. I'm saying again, but you didn't hear this. I made the comment that if there was no Ohio State in the Big Ten, most of those teams wouldn't be ranked. And I know people are like, You're fucking nuts. Well, Michigan and Penn State and Wisconsin this. would right. still find their way, but yeah. Penn State hasn't been good for quite some time. They're finding their way at this point. Ever since that Jerry Sandusky situation, they've been struggling. Michigan has been hit or miss for the last almost two decades. Michigan State's been decent, but they seem to struggle against good competition. Illinois hasn't been good since the 1800s, early 1900s. <laughs> 1800s. Nebraska hasn't been good since basically the 90s. Their, before they joined the Big Ten yeah, yeah. in a little bit when they were in there in the first place. Wisconsin is, again, a hit-or-miss team. Northwestern, Purdue, Rutgers, Maryland. I don't know who else I'm leaving out. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota was good this year they, for they the small way, time, yeah. and then Iowa PJ gave them the biz- business. Him, yeah. The only other team that I find on there that has NFL talent almost every single year, besides like a Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State occasionally, is Iowa. And Iowa struggles to even put things together because they're still running like pro style offenses. They're running like wing tees. And all. <laughs> you have to understand that Ohio State is the innovative portion of what the Big Ten technically is. Um, that's why they added a Maryland and a Rutgers. Rutgers was good before they joined the Big Ten. And I just watched that recently. The Big Ten team that sucks is Rutgers. If you think about it, that's they've. I think their record, they've only won 14 games since they've joined. Don't fact it's, check me on that, it's, but it's pretty bad. It's bad. But before Greg that, Chiano Greg Schiano yeah, yeah, yeah. had a really good record with them before they Boys left. back, so we'll see if so they turn around a when they bit. have to face a team like Clemson, who... To me, when I think of Clemson, I don't even think the ACC. I think more like an SEC team. Seriously, they're in fucking South Carolina. Which like, makes sense. It's a coastal team. They have to stay still, coastal. Still, you're in the South. Like, I mean, you should be. That's. They're good North struggle. Carolina's pushing it. That's why we let the. As Ohio those State fans, go, if but, that did not scare you last night, as we're talking on Sunday, you are a little bit blindfolded to the big nut. And I'm sorry to hear that. The big nut. Well, it's kind of ironic because they're Buckeyes. But. That's why I said it. You like that? Yeah, it's nice. Um, good tie in. We have to understand that Clemson's going to give us a hard time. And I'm saying this is a we because it's Ohio, of course. This is the game. Whoever got Clemson, whether it was LSU or Ohio State, they knew they were going to game. That was the game where everyone was like, two and three is going to be tough because Clemson's going to be three. They're not going to jump Ohio State or LSU if they stay undefeated. And I don't even think it's the offense that's going to give us the fritz. It's Justin Fields struggled a little bit in the beginning of the game. I think the line line for Clemson is not as good as it was last year. Now, the overall defense with the linebackers and secondary is pretty damn good, but their line isn't as good. Not saying they're bad. 
saying they're not as good as they were last year. The offense, especially the last, I told you, five weeks now, past six weeks, figured some shit out. Yeah. The offense is clicking on all cylinders. That's the big issue now for Ohio State because Cone from uh, Wisconsin gave him a couple fits throwing the football. Yeah, and it wasn't, wasn't even, it wasn't It wasn't Dobbins. Dobbins ran the ball really well. But Dobbins, oh, and Fields picked it up, 300 yards and four he touchdowns. Did, or but it whatever. took the second half. I don't yeah. think you get that opportunity against a Clemson team. Clemson's going to blow the doors open. I'd have to and you see have to it. score a lot of points to come back from a Clemson team. So I would say this. Looking at the the, the two games, I would not be surprised when all is said and done if it is Oklahoma and Clemson in the final. Because these, I think both these games are going to be good. I don't think you're going to see a blowout in either one of these games. Now, again, I've been wrong before. I really but do think LSU is going to blow out Oklahoma. I don't. Th- the offense is and too it's not going to be a blowout in the sense of what's the one thing no that- points scored by Oklahoma. Oklahoma is going to score, but I I don't doubt LSU almost drops seventy. I could see it being like seventy to fifty or something like that. I see. I'm seeing like a seventy. Realistically, 35. I'm going to say like it's going to be like forty-seven to like forty-one. LSU wins. I'm putting like a fifty. If I had to put a realistic number, I'm, I'm putting fifty-six LSU to like. Uh, Maybe a maybe a twenty four for Oklahoma. I think they get more. They, they, uh, still, like even I give Oklahoma Baylor their props, again. They don't played them already. Wrong. That's why when you play a team twice, and it's different in college football because there's so much put on every single game you play. Because if you lose one, you could be done. I'll right? be honest with you. I was really hoping Baylor would win just because I want to see a different team. I wanted to see Utah get in. I wanted to see Utah again. I didn't care who was number one. I just wanted to see Utah again because it's different. Shouting out Pat Mac- McAfee again. He made the same comment that I made about the Utah situation. It sucks. It's not a very talented Pac-12. I, I know, but still, like, it, it would have been, been, been cool. Like, it would have been cool to see Utah find a way to there. Because when the fuck That is... was a big game for Justin Herbert, though. He, had, he, he showed up. He had to. Remember I told you I they told were you, saving him for that to. game. And now they're going to play in the Rose Bowl, so there you go. He's gonna. Mean, he had to show up in that game. If yeah. he didn't show up, his draft stock would have been and he did. iffy. He, he, he caused... The Pac-12 not to get into the college football playoff with this great play. So, but honestly, which is bad for TV time. You know what I mean? That's what that. So right, let, let's go through this really quick because nothing else really matters. We can maybe do bowls next week or something like that if we really want to. I don't really care about all the. Yeah, we can just get into the championship games, like you said. Oregon thirty-seven to fifteen against Utah. That was a big game. I really, like I said, I I was really Huntley struggled, and we just talked about how decent he's doing, and he's looking like he could become a late round guy. Um, the two touchdowns, two interceptions, at 17 for 29 is a struggle. The other thing was is that Zach Moss looked phenomenal still. He, I don't know if he gets drafted this year, but hopefully he's a senior, so maybe he'll get that chance. But heading over to Oregon, I mean, Justin Herbert with the 14 for 26, 193 yards, but the 20 yards rushing really helped. I mean, he solidified the team. This is more of a performance of a Jake Fromm-esque Justin Herbert mm. than what we've been used to seeing. But Verdell really stepped it up. C.J. Verdell had... I think 200 yards rushing, 208 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. 12 yards a carry. That's crazy to me. So that game isn't really much to talk about. But the games I do want to talk about are like Cincinnati-Memphis. The Memphis That was coach, an interesting classic. Memphis coach took the job in uh, Florida State. The Memphis guy just got hired. Yeah. Today or yesterday. He, he, he got a, a Which is usually what happens. We talk about it all the time. Well, what happened Frost? I, I, and, I hope he would stay for the, what are they, in the Cotton Bowl? I think I hope he would... I think he probably that. will, like Frost did. He'll yeah, be there because for the that's bowl. Memphis had a hell of a year. I mean, twelve and one. I mean, Cincinnati. Poor don't, Cincy, man. Do not denounce how well that Cincinnati three losses did. this season to fucking two Ohio State from, and yeah, then two, two to fucking Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, who had a twelve and one season. I mean, and Memphis damn. has been a good team for quite some time now. Ever since last uh, couple of years, Paxton they picked Lynch, it up. Yeah. yeah, they picked it up. Running team. 
we'll get to Boise State being Hawaii. Like we weren't surprised that that was going to happen. They're twelve and one now. I used to love Hawaii when Cole Brennan was around. Appalachian State had a struggle against uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajun. They Louisiana struggled. is a good team. It's a decent team. Ten and three. Appalachian is Appalachian when you. They're not getting love at all with the bowl, by the way. Appalachian they shouldn't. State, and I told you that that when yeah, you're in the like Sun Belt, when you're in the Sun Belt, like that. Was awful. you're a terrible, terrible, terrible conference. I used to take Western Kentucky. So here's a fun fact for you guys. I am a huge NCAA 14 fan. I played that game. I actually kept my Xbox 360 just so I could play that game when I had a Xbox One, and I took the Western Kentucky. I don't remember what they are. It slips my mind right now, but I moved them. I would go undefeated every year, and I'm playing on Heisman. I'd go undefeated every year, and I couldn't get them past, like, 15. As soon as I moved them to a different conference, guess what happens? I'm in the top 10, top 5. That's the same thing that happens with Appalachian State. Honestly, your congratulations being in the Sun Belt. Congratulations on having a great season. You guys get the love you deserve, unfortunately. So the next couple of Hilltoppers. games. Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers, yeah. <laughs> What? Um, not <laughs> not going to talk about the MAC one, but I will say congratulations, to Miami of Ohio, winning that. Yeah, what the fuck? That the conference was terrible this year. Honestly, Toledo, Toledo we talked about it. Akron was the worst team in college football, yeah. so that should that should yeah. say enough for you. LSU, we just spoke about beating Georgia. Joey B looking like Joey B. That's what he had to do for the game. Jake Fromm, twenty for forty two, two hundred twenty five yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. If you ask him to throw the ball that much against a team that we knew was just superior to them. It's going to happen. It's like, a coaching, honestly, changes that because you well, knew that the only thing that you could turn to when your running back's only getting 23 yards. But who Didn't they get hurt? I think someone got yeah, hurt. Yeah, Brian Heron had to go in because uh, Swift got, got hurt. And Swift is uh, possibly the best running back in this draft class. So yes. like, when you lose someone like that, the dynamic that he had, that he had been relying on, it's one thing if Fromm knows coming in, hey, he's not playing, I have to step up. But when it happens in the middle of the game or the beginning of the game and you're like, well, fuck, i got to throw the ball 40 times now. I mean, I mean, he didn't prepare properly for that and it showed. So. Heading heading right over to LSU, like we were just stating, Joey B with 28 of 38, 349 yards, passing four touchdowns. He is the number one draft pick in this class. He is the Heisman winner, without a doubt. I think he almost, what does he have, like 46 touchdowns now passing? 48. It's, it's fucking crazy, man. 4,700 yards. And this is where I want to tie this tangent that I made way earlier in this. I think Ohio State beats Clemson. LSU plays Ohio State. LSU wins. So I'm going to say... Because Joe Burrow had a transfer because they didn't have the faith in him. Well... This would really put the Cinderella story. Uh, they didn't. I mean, you have to admit it. They remember, Haskins the was was the guy that they wanted to go with, and it worked because he threw 50 touchdowns and they had a good year. But I mean, and last year for LSU wasn't He's as got 48, much, but, man. He's doing the exact well, same now, thing. Well, now, yeah, but again... more yards. I think... And at the, after Haskins left, they kind of saw the field there. Urban decided to go, obviously. They got Fields in the transfer, which was big for them because Fields... Is huge. He's he's the guy they want, and feels it a hell of a year too. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's not. And he's more of a runner than Joe Burrow. Obviously, that's one of the Tate Martell as well. Throw that him into the group. He also he said he's not leaving Miami this year. He said he is going to stay. Yeah, well, he's fucking. He, he could do he, the transfer portal. He again. got benched. In Miami. Yeah, and they asked him to go to wide receiver. Yeah, I mean that's Ohio State quarterbacks. They they see the writing on the wall. And but Joe Burrow saw the writing on the wall and then went and did. Burrow had a chance to go to Cincinnati, and he chose to go to LSU. I don't know why he would have went to Cincinnati. He would have went to LSU, too. Well, but. fucking look at Cincinnati. They could have been one they good quarterback have been away from, from where you know. I think they would have had a chance if he would have. Now, this has been his second year there, too, so who knows. But, I mean, and first year for LSU, I mean, Burrow did okay. 
I think it was like 16 touchdowns to three interceptions. Like he didn't light the world on fire, but he he showed promise. And then this year, dude, he just blew the fuck up. And like, what I mean, makes me know that Oklahoma is probably going to lose to LSU pretty handily is that it took them OT to beat Oklahoma or not Oklahoma Baylor. But mind you, again, Baylor for some reason has had Oklahoma's number this season, and Baylor wasn't a. Oh, they're a scrub team. No, Baylor was a one-loss team, too, and they took Oklahoma. It took Oklahoma a 28-point comeback or whatever to beat them the first time. Right. So, like, Baylor was one of the better teams, and if Baylor beat Oklahoma, Baylor might be in that fourth spot right now. So, I mean, it was it was honestly, after Utah lost and after Georgia lost, we looked around like, hey, whoever wins this championship game probably is going to get in because you're not going to put Wisconsin in because Wisconsin lost. You're not going to put Florida in because they didn't do anything. You know, you you didn't feel confident with anybody else besides the Big Twelve winner at that point. So, and when Baylor was up in that game too for part of the game, uh, for most of I think the first half and even maybe part of the second, they kind of drew it back and tied it up. Like, I mean, shit. If Baylor would have won that game thirty twenty three, it could be Baylor right now in that fourth spot. So, I don't know about. Again, I don't I don't think it's going to be blowouts in either one of these games. I think I, honestly, I think Ohio State wins by more than LSU does. I think, like I said, LSU, like I'm going to say the scores in the 40s for both teams because they're both offenses. And the biggest knock on LSU has been defense this season. And I think that the game would have been a lot closer with Georgia if Swift didn't get hurt. That's partly luck. I mean, if he's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt. Anything can happen. But mind you, he only had two carries and he had 13 yards. So he's averaging seven and a half right there before we even get going or six and a half before we even get going. So I'm going to say, like again, like 48-41 or 47-41 LSU wins the – their game. I think Ohio State beats Clemson like 34-24. I think Lawrence throws a couple touchdowns, but he throws a couple interceptions. He will. I think uh, I think Ohio I think State Haskin will throw at least one. I think Ohio State may be trailing by at least a touchdown at some point in this game. Yes. And I think they finally exercise that demon. Then of course you go to the, the championship, which is God forbid, every time the championship is in New Orleans, LSU's been there the past couple times, I guess. So LSU's pretty much got a home game uh against Ohio State. Uh, and I think you're right. I think Burrow comes out on top. I think it's like like 37-24 LSU. I think Ohio State's down big in the fourth quarter. They put a little comeback in, but it, it it's not enough. And I think LSU's just too much. And Ed Orgeron gets sucked off by a bunch of people on Mardi Gras and then uh, down on Bourbon Street. I think that's what happens. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go LSU on that one. So there you go. I do have LSU as well. Like I just said, I think it just makes sense. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's if two, you paint a pretty picture, this is exactly what it would look like. I think we can both agree, too. It's the two best teams. And then there's going to be a bunch of talk about how I, Ohio State can't finish. That'll how, that's exactly how that'll go. When you're going up against a team like this. And is it, the Big Ten strong enough? Well, think about Clemson, too. They've, they're fucking, believe it or not, they, despite the conference they play in, and we both acknowledge the ACC is crap, at least football-wise, but they're underrated. This team did just win two out of three national championships uh, against fucking <laughs> Alabama at full strength. I mean, I'm just saying. Right. They're a good fucking team. Like, it would not surprise me at all if Clemson wins again this year. I'm just saying. Mm. Do I think they're going to? No. But I it would not surprise three me. Three out of these four teams have a very strong t- chance of winning. Oklahoma's the only team that I'd be like, They mm. have to get really hot. Like, Hurts has to have big One of the best games, games of his career. Well, he has to do the 300-yard passing, the 200-yard rushing, and the six total touchdown game. To, and he to can't beat. start... Throwing interceptions like he has been. No, he needs to get his shit together. And I mean, again, Hertz has a great record against LSU. I will say that. So again, again, so, we're this is gonna. It's terrible to just brush past, but we're pretty much in full understanding that 
Joe Burrow is probably going to win the Heisman. The we only way the only way that Young had a chance was if he had like three sacks against Wisconsin, and they were getting the ball out too quick for him to get there. I don't even think he was two on the list. No, of but if he would have jumped Again, up, I think if he would have. Jalen Hurts was on that list. Justin Herbert was still on that list. Justin Fields is those on guys, that list. It's Fields and it's Burrow. I will say this though: congratulations to KJ Hill for breaking the record for most receptions by an Ohio State wide receiver. Stuck around, and he's still <laughs> counting, so he might end up with two hundred. That's going to be a pretty good. Yeah. And he'll he'll definitely be getting drafted pretty high. He's going to be I won't say wide second, receiver high, second, second, second or third, pick, right? Yeah. Exactly. Because this this draft has good receivers like C.D. Land from Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, both Judy and the other guy from uh, Alabama are going to go pretty high. I think Judy's the number one T. receiver Higgins right now. Higgins from uh, Clemson is up yeah. there as well. Uh, Judy's the number one receiver in this draft. C.D.'s probably second. There's always but some, C.D. will probably end up getting drafted first. Yeah, there, to there, be quite there, honest, there's always some fucking receiver from like Baylor or some Big Twelve school. You're just like, oh okay, like they just they go in there somewhere. Isn't there a guy from like fucking uh, not Wisconsin but like Penn State or something like that? There's a receiver too. I don't. It's going to be a good receiver class. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, just look at that. We'll look at the finalists for the awards here. Next week? Yeah, next week. When's, we'll when's the Heisman given? I think it's next week as well. Uh, no. Fuck, when is it? I don't know. Me? Hold on. We're, we're going to look it up. Because I want to see when this uh, when this is going to happen. So I know. Trophy. Presentation. We are so prepared for this. Let's see. Saturday, December 14th. So I think it's ne- is it next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So we can next react. Week. Yep, we'll react to it uh, next week. We'll, we'll kind of obviously it's it's going to be Joe Burrow. I mean, I'm more curious to see who finished second, third, fourth, whatever. That's what I'm more interested in. CBS just reported on the next subject that we're going to be speaking of, and that is some NFL drama with the Browns. Is OJ, OBJ on the way out? And a report just came up as we're getting ready to speak about it that says report OBJ wants out of Cleveland Browns. Star has been going up to opposing coaches and players before games and telling them, "Come get me," which. Again, Andrew's not a guru, but this was something that I stated. But he has also said that he never wanted out of Cleveland. Now, something else did happen recently that just got announced this afternoon. So we're switching we're switching gears here talking about Browns now, so continue. I did. I said that already. Well, I know. I'm just making everyone sure. That I wanted to you know, put a solid pin in that. He is playing through injury as a yeah. current. He needs surgery at the end of the season. Sports hernia? I don't remember. I didn't look up the injury. Something like that. But he said he never did say that he wanted to leave Cleveland. Yeah. We'll see what happens, which is never it's a good frustration, sign. Frustration, man. And when you got a guy like he's one he's of those guys. And, and it's, don't think about it though. Guys like Antonio Brown. Guys like Odell. I'm not comparing Odell Beckham personally to Antonio Brown, but that kind of mindset. Their professionalism. If is you're weak. if you're losing, that's weak. He gets pissed. And he says a lot of shit. And they're not even losing a lot. You played with the fucking Giants. They were terrible. Yeah. Look at the Giants now. They're two and ten or whatever. You're most likely gonna go and win this game. You guys are gonna end most likely. They'll like be I seven said, to nine, eight, and eight. Seven probably. to nine. They're gonna miss the playoffs, which again, I, I take partial blame for that because I hyped this team up a little bit too much too. Now, mind you, I did tell you I could see them going six and ten, but I thought they were gonna go ten and six, eleven and five because the back end of the schedule was too easy. And I thought if they can kind of wade through that first eight games and try and find maybe three and five, four and four, they'd have a shot. And it's funny because a lot of those games against the better teams, they played good. The Seattle game. They just didn't finish the game. And again, part of that is because these guys don't know how to fucking win yet. Yeah. It takes time. Listen, for as bad as Freddie Kitchens has been as a head coach this season, they're still five and seven. That's how much talent's on this team. They still found a way to win five out of their 12 games despite playing awful. And having bad fucking game plans, and when a play or when a drive is not scripted, they fall apart. 
Look at the first drive of I think what the past six or seven games they've scored every time. But they don't. They come out the second drive with their thumb up their asses. They don't know what they're doing. It's almost to the point where you have to script an entire half, like an entire half, every play. Script it. Is it a lot more work? Yeah, but I mean, at this point, you're coming out after that first drive and the second drive, not knowing what the fuck you're supposed to do. Like, oh, we started off great. We rolled right down the field every time. Right, the first drive, they roll right down the fucking field. They score, field goal, touchdown, whatever. They come out the next drive. What do we do? Right. So something is working. Just so, not fully. But you're just not continuing with it. I don't know what the... You're not greasing the gears, as some of my coaches used to say. And people are jumping on Freddie, and I get it. He's, not, he doesn't, he's, he's not look good. There's he a not lot of reports good. saying that if they lose against the Bengals today, he's oh, gone. Well, gone. You, you can't lose these games against Cincinnati. Like you, you just can't. You can lose against Baltimore in Baltimore. You can even lose. You can lose against, against Baltimore Arizona. And Arizona. Yeah. You because you're at Arizona, even though the te- the temperature is going to be great because you're inside a fucking dome. It's going to be seventy degrees. Baker should love that shit. But like, you can lose those two games, but you cannot lose the Cincy. No. Like even losing the Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh made sense almost because it's it's fucking difficult. Say what you want about their offense. They've that been defense going, is they've been doing amazing. Even the offense. Minka been, Fitzpatrick listen, this year, Jesus Christ. The offense has been dealing with injuries the entire year. It's nothing new to them. People were saying, oh, they're their third string quarterback. Mason Rudolph was their backup and played the entire season. They're used to not having their starting quarterback in. That offense is, is used to that by now. They don't care. They know they're not scoring 40 points a game. Their defense is phenomenal. Right. It's a really good fucking defense. The Browns need their offense to step up. And the other thing I saw too this week, the disconnect between Kitchens and Munkin now on the offensive end as far as calling plays, what to run. Like we didn't already know that. Come I feel on. like that's like a When you have really a head coach that's not Bill Belichick or insert McVay, whatever, one of those big name coaches who's calling plays, when you have an offensive coordinator there whose job is to run the offense, you're going to have a problem because you don't trust that coach. Yeah. If it's if it's fucking Belichick calling defensive plays, yeah, I'm gonna fucking trust him because he's Bill fucking Belichick. There's only a couple of guys in this league that play the head coach position or play. Ari- the Arians coach. is another one that will do that. And I would I would trust Arians to call plays because there's, it's Bruce fucking Arians. There's only a couple of coaches that have that head coach position that I trust to even. There's called well balanced, well rounded coaching, and that's Bill Belichick. That's Pete Carroll. Maybe even Peyton, Sean Payton. Sean Payton to an extent. Offensively, yes. Uh I don't yeah, I think he does I don't trust plays. him with the people that he hires, such as Greg Williams. I'm joking, but it worked. They won a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, say what you will about trying to the kill idiot, some people, but who doesn't? We talked about this I before know, with I'm, you. I'm yeah, how many times you guys put heads out on people? You just didn't give oh, we just you know, twelve thousand dollars yeah. to give. Yeah, we just want to hurt people. That's the whole <laughs> thing of football. I mean, making jokes aside, there's people like that. I mean, Bruce Arians is one of those guys. I don't really trust him with the defense, but offensively, I know what I expect from him. On the other hand, when you have a guy like Freddie Kitchens, who's a rookie head coach, you as an organization failed him. Right now, because you've had some succession so far, you've won games, you've lost some really close games, and you've lost some games that you were supposed to win. But when you bring on a rookie head coach, you're supposed to support him with the cast that he needs, and that's coaches. The players are there, you know what I mean. The pieces are all put together Remember to this, an extent. This this Browns team, mind you, has beat the Steelers. It was a seven and five team. Has beat the Bills, who are nine and three. Beat the Ravens, who are the best team right now in the AFC record-wise. They're the number one ranked yes. power ranking yes. team right now. They've beaten these three teams this season. They can beat good teams. The problem is 
They don't have the consistency because none of these guys have won consistently in the NFL. And that was something that Kyle's quoting that I've, I've stated quite often, but I feel as if now getting a full look at the Browns almost full season, it's it's more of a disconnect with the coaching as of current, which is something we mentioned with Munkin. Mm-hmm. But I feel the lack of leadership, the lack of accountability, and the lack of structure right now. Now, who does that fall on? Is it more... Some the, of it's the players. The leadership, yeah. Obviously, clear. Baker I've needs made, Baker needs to step up. I'm more. not blaming Baker Mayfield, well, I'm saying, and I've made. I'm going to call him out because I've been his, one of his bigger supporters too, and I've, I've I think he's slagging a little Beckham bit. He, he, it, you were the best player on this team. You can go to Madden. He was the best player on this team. You came to a situation to hang out with fucking Jarvis Landry. Hopefully, have the best receiving core in the NFL. Unfortunately, Njoku ended up getting injured, which hurt you guys a Back little today, bit. Though. I picked them up. I it was will say this. Fun. Not only were you lacking in responsibility in leadership, but so was Miles Garrett. So when you have your two best guys on the offense and on the defense struggling to be leaders and have accountability and responsibility, except for Miles My- admitting that he did wrong, do you have some – I don't want to say this just because I don't know these guys personally – but as football right now, you have some immature guys on the field. Oh, that's no doubt. That's no doubt. Yeah. And unfortunately, the personality... They're young, too. Remember, they're all young. Their traits, and maybe the way that they play, aren't mixing well together right now. I think that... And that comes into the next question that you asked for us, is what's the best fit trade for Odell Beckham Jr.? You, because You have to get... Now, this is the thing we with Odell. We gave up a lot for him. Jabril Peppers had a decent yeah, season this year, and yeah, some draft picks, and some. Yeah, I think they, an offensive lineman. They gave up, but, well, because it was part. Vernon was part of the trade too. So the actual full trade was Odell Beckham Jr. and Olivier Vernon for a first round pick. Uh, Z, I think it was it was it was Zietler. It was Kevin Zietler, the center, um, and uh, and Jabril Peppers. So if you're trading Odell Beckham Jr., which at this point you got to be careful. Now at this, because the one receiver who has been playing well for you this year is Jarvis Landry. Right, he's really stepped up the past, you know, couple of games. Well, I think Huge. honestly, all the last, season to be honest, yeah, honestly, he's, he's, been really he's, good. he's been, and part of that is because Odell brings a lot of attention to him. So, or, or the other side of the field, so Jarvis is going to get more opportunities, and he's been making the most of them. Bleacher Report just announced the same thing that Odell Beckham Jr. told players and coaches he wants to leave the Browns. So it's not looking good for him. Now, and now if, he, if he and Jarvis can, can come to some sort of Again, agreement. Again, Bleacher Report's a little bit different, though. CBS is usually a little bit more accredited. Bleacher Report will just report shit just to report shit. Yeah. So. But again, my, my point about this is that if you trade Odell Beckham Jr., you have to bring Jarvis in and talk to him because these guys are literally like brothers. I'm just saying. Also, his cleats today. One light note for Odell Beckham Jr., he's wearing the, which looks like a, a dog. I don't know if you saw him yet. To represent the dog pound, it looks like. I don't remember the dog's name. He's going to cater to fans. He's doing it for the Berea Animal Shelter. Yeah. And again, that's, it's, but still, like, like you, I said, I don't know him as a keep, person, just the you immaturity. You have to keep on the a field. good relationship with, with Jarvis Landry because he's going to be your guy. Yeah. Point he's, he's the only one that's going to stick by you at this point. Like, Especially with all these reports coming out. He, he, you got to tell him, like, hey, we want you to be the guy. You. They're going to attack you in the comments, or not the comments, in the locker room about what's going on. Because they want to know, like, what the fuck? Why? Why are we hearing this again? After so you got you got to pull him in and say, "Listen, you know, like we want you to be the guy. We're going to look to move Odell in the offseason because he's not happy. We want to make sure he's happy. We want to keep you guys happy. But at the same point, if it's not working on the field, which this should be able to work, 
But I almost kind of draw this comparison, and I know it's a little bit different because football, you can make more plays, more athletic, but kind of like the Cavaliers' backcourt situation. When you have two six foot one guards, now in the NFL, your top two receivers are both Man, 5'10. I'm, listen, I'm not a multi sport guru, but that's looking like shit. Now that backcourt yeah. looks like shit. They stopped playing. I don't, I don't know what it was. And we'll talk well, about Colin that in a minute, Sexton too. Well, it well, up well, too. Let's, let's, let's keep it here. Yeah. But, like, uh, but again, the, the receiving core. Think about it. Your top two receivers, your two guys, your two guys are going out there to make plays. LSU and Clemson opened up as favorites, by can the way. I, can we stay on topic, please? That was kind of important. You said you took Adderall today. Go what ahead. the fuck, man? Uh, all right, so 5-10, 5-10, right? Yeah. Where's the, where's the big playmaking receiver? Where is the Njoku, who's where's been injured the, all year? Well, again, but he's more of a tight end. He plays the slot though. I get lot. it, but like, think about it. Higgins it, it, is tall too, I believe. Six six one maybe. I think he's six one six two. Somewhere I mean, there. and he's not getting featured in the offense. You're getting more Hodge, and you're getting fucking Higgins at this point. He's getting targeted one to two times a game, and he's dropping the pass. I don't know what he did to piss off Freddie. I don't know if he's still hurt. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, Maybe it's time to look for another big receiver. Are there any big name, tall receivers that are going to be free agents this off season? I have no clue. I mean, fuck. Like, I, can you draft somebody like Judy in the middle of the first round? I don't know. The size thing has to come into a play at some point. I get that they're too skilled not to make plays, and even Odell, it's down for his normal production. But this year, he has like eight hundred yards. This production like he's doing that they fine. had, the Browns had this year. Was playoffs or bust, and unfortunately, with the wins that they have, they're going to get a shitty draft pick. So this, this is our fault too, and it's the media's fault, and it's their fault too for hyping it up themselves. Definitely not my fault. Fucking playoff, the playoff or busting is fucking stupid. What about this team going five and three against bad teams last year? Should have convinced all of us that they were going to put everything together and win 12, 13 with games. With a new season. head coach, with, with a, some new with pieces. a head coach who's not even new, who has never coached as a head coach on any level. Not high school, not middle school, not fucking peewee football in the fucking backyard. Nowhere. He's been a fucking coordinator maybe for half a damn season on a playbook that wasn't even his. And other than that, he was an assistant. He was a fucking running backs coach. As a quarterback from Alabama. Yeah! We talk about fucking quarterbacks from Ohio State. Name fucking quarterbacks from Alabama that have played well in the pros. I'll give you a hint. Fucking none of them. Leave A.J. McCarron alone. Stop it. Stop it right now. He's got a hot wife. Who gives a fuck? He does, I think. C- congratulations on your backup role in Buffalo and your fucking hot wife. There you go. I don't know if Alabama's a very good quarterback. Exactly! Can't think of one. No! Hurts or fucking tackle by Loa when they come out, maybe. They, they don't give props to Alabama for giving Jalen Hurts the boot for Tua. Fuck that. He doesn't deserve it. Fuck you, Nick Saban. You don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm joking. They probably do. He's not. I know, but they probably do. Well, again, I'm getting, I'm getting that's, off that's on a wormhole we're not going to go yeah, on. Yeah, the Browns are. I'm not going to speak about the Browns record. I'm here. Why more did or less they to change anything Why? after last season? No, 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 no. I told you they should have kept Greg Williams as the head coach. Keep Williams. Fuck. No, seriously. If you, if you want Freddie Kitchens to be the guy, why would you not bring back Williams on a one year deal? Why would you not let Freddie be the defensive? Why would you not let Freddie be? The offensive coordinator for a full season. Give yeah, some say bring... sort of fucking idea of what a full season entails at that spot. I'm just getting ready to say bring back uh, Greg Williams as a defensive coordinator, but he said it. Fuck that. He said if he wasn't in that coaching job, he wasn't coming back. Forgot because about he that. Had, he had dicked around by these guys. Yeah, he did. He did fine with them. And listen, Greg Williams is not the best coach in the league. I get that, all right? No. 
But he is the kind of leader you need, where he's not going to fucking meddle in other people's shit. Freddie has his hands all over this offense, like a fucking cheap hooker at the fucking Bugsies over there in Illyria. He's all over it. That was my job. Yeah. Good shout out. All, all over it. Munkin said, like, why the fuck am I here? Just to, be, to, to fucking be here in practice to make sure guys know where they're supposed to be? That's it. I don't call plays. Like, what, what does fucking Munkin do on the sideline in games? Say what you want about that Tampa Bay offense. They put up a shit ton of points usually. Granted, Jameis Winston turns the ball over as much as he throws for touchdowns, but still. Like, they fuck, they scored points. Let the guy run the fucking offense. If he fails, fuck it, let him fail. But this is all coming back to you because you wanted to fucking take play calling duties and be a head coach. I forgot Andy Dalton's playing today. Yeah. It's going to be rough for them. Unbelievable, man. I, was, I, I haven't checked the score yet. I'm afraid to. They're losing. Three Brown, nothing. The Browns. Yeah. Oh dear God. I just I need Baker to do something decent. I need a Joker to catch a touchdown. There's only I, two big games today. Uh, it's fucking Baltimore versus Buffalo, San Francisco versus New Orleans. And they got the ball. Wow. This is this is something else. No Vernon, by the way, either, because he's still hurt. Jesus. Well, Baker did fine. So far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Don't give live updates, Kyle. All right. Let's move on to the next subject that we have going on here. Um, I want to talk about something that we haven't added to our list, so I'll bring it up. College football, or not college football, Brown just scored. Or, yep. Interception? Yeah, and attended for somebody, intercepted for a touchdown. Just scored. Um, high school football for Ohio just finished today, and I want to go through that because these kids do deserve some props. We'll start with Division One, which was Pinkerton Central versus, I believe, Elder. Yeah, Elder. Yeah. They had, Central one, yeah. Pinkerton didn't win. You called that one. I did think that Elder was going to win. and They the, beat Mentor, man. I mean, come on. Mentor division, was... Division two. you had LaSalle versus Maslin, and LaSalle did beat <sighs> Maslin. Which they, they whooped him. 34-17. It, it was a little bit of a rough game. Division three. Trotwood-Madison versus Mansfield uh, Senior. It was an overtime game. Madison did win. Yeah. Congratulations for Mansfield making a push. They... I know I spoke to you about it. They didn't even have the funds for a lot of that stuff going on, but they, they did it. They are the Rams of the fourth team in history to win a title as a seventh seed. So congratulations to them I think, on that. I uh, think Trotwood, too, won is it the 11th title overall, which like tied like Ignatius for most in state history. Like it's fucking they, They've had an unbelievable program. The one that's big for me, because I told you mm-hmm. I came home, I live in Clyde, Ohio. Clyde, uh, finishing the season, season at 11-4, becomes the second eighth seed in state history to win a state championship, their first championship since 1995, 42-14 uh, over Licking Valley. Uh, it was a goddamn riot in that city. They <laughs> care about their footballs, <laughs> our football way too much. All and three streets were blown up. No, they had a, they had a parade. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. At 10.30 at night, there was a fucking parade, yeah. and I'm trying to get home, and I couldn't. No, you called me. I was pissed. Um, <laughs> Division 5, Kirtland. Did finish their undefeated season. Second consecutive undefeated year. It was the Hornets' fifth uh, fifth title in eight tries, all since 2011. They're unbelievable. Moving on Division Six, I know some of these teams you guys are like. I like Kirtland, uh, Northeast Ohio, only Northeast Ohio team to win this year. We had a couple of them that went out there, and only uh, only one got the job done. So thank you, Kirtland, for doing what you do. Anna captured its first state football championship, 48 to 14, over unbeaten uh, New Middletown Springfield. Mm-hmm. And I believe there is. There should be a seven. Yeah, I'm looking for seven right now. Seven was uh Division seven right here. Yeah, it was um, another Flyers team. 
The Flyers beat, it was Marion Local yeah. versus Cleveland State, St. Ignatius for... Or no, 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 that's the that's a Tied Mar- them, yeah. Marion Local has 11. It yeah, was Marion yeah. Local tied St. Ignatius for the most titles in Ohio State history with 11. They beat Lucas 28-6. to Yeah. Uh, Marion Local was playing its 14th uh, state title since 2011 in its ninth straight. So somebody needs to get like knocked down to seven so they can give Marion Local some some challenge there's, here. There's 14 kids that go to that school, so that's why it's But congratulations. Seven. Last year, I mean, this was a big change because the only team that was repeated from last wow. year was Kirtland. Kirtland was the only team to repeat. St. Ignatius, Archbitch, and Hoban we were talking about last year. Kenston, Wyoming, Orville, and uh, Macomb. So congratulations, man. Uh, by the way... Uh, that interception return for 61 yards by Denzel Ward for a touchdown. Good for him, man. He's a good kid. He needed to get that shit together. That was the last football week. thing I wanted to talk about. Ohio State football championships are kind of important. I sat there in the car, and I was like, Jesus Christ, why are these kids tra- celebrating so much? And <laughs> as I know some of my friends that I went and played high school football with and uh, maybe some guys that I've made friendships with in college know that when you win a championship as a senior, it's it's a different type of different type of high I could imagine because we were terrible when I was in high school <laughs> but I can only imagine like when we beat certain teams they, they brought a different type of emotion you know even when we lost I remember when we lost to Garfield the way we lost we were all the seniors were upset we were crying I mean I'll be quite honest with that that was an embarrassing loss uh, Mark I remember crying when we lost to Parma so it, it's one of those games where you know congratulations to a lot of these kids that are going to go out on top and Hopefully some of you are going to go ahead and further your careers. I'm going to work on trying to get possibly Clyde's head coach on for a mini-sode because since Steve's a fucking legend in that town, I might be able to make that happen for us. I was going to try and get uh, Laverde on too from uh, Kirtland. Because, I mean, back-to-back years, undefeated champion. Right. Did a game. Some... I got a chance to actually watch them this year against Sandy Valley in the first round of the playoffs for Division 5. And be nice to get one of these <sighs> other. I don't think we can get Trotwood on, maybe. Yeah. Let's let's focus on who we know. Yeah, right. Let's 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 but go yeah, to two teams that's, we know. That's all I wanted to mention about football for that. I know next Kyle wants to speak about swinging sticks and hitting balls, <laughs> dick flapping some tallywax and flapping dicks on some tic tic tacs or something. I don't know what we talking about. Some <laughs> talking about some free agency in baseball this year. Yes. So I'll I let put you. some names on there so we can kind of. Get, there's a couple other ones that uh, went through and and uh, I mean. They gave me like a top 20, and I kind of picked the names that I thought were most interesting. Maybe not necessarily the top guys per se, but kind of through that list, I picked some guys that I thought could maybe make an impact on some teams. I don't know. I mean, um, so the big story over the weekend was uh, Garrett Cole getting like, you know, lasered in on by the Yankees. That's kind of the guy they really want. Um I'm going to take some direct quotes from MLB.com for you, by the way, so give out a shout-out to them so they know that I'm not quoting them directly but saying what their predictions are so this far. And some of them I've already agreed with and we spoke about. So how about we do this? We do my prediction for the player, your prediction for the player, then MLB.com. Yep. Steven Strasburg will do is the number one. Okay, because uh, he just won the World Series MVP. Yep. I mean, let's we'll start there. I'm going to say he goes back to Washington. I said I'm. I, we've already said this. It would make the most sense. Yeah. I don't know why you would leave something. That you they just said want. I can only resign one of those guys. Don't fix it. Yeah. So um, who keep the pitcher? You know. They also said we'll sign with the Nationals. It makes I think the if most he sense. Le- if he leaves, San Diego is probably the best bet. 
the hometown thing is San Diego is what they said. The yeah. signing with San Diego would be the only thing to write yeah. a true narrative is what they said. And they're looking for a pitcher too. They need their one pitcher away from being a playoff team probably because they have the bats now. They have Machado. They have fucking Hosmer out there. They need you know that pitcher that that ace to hang their hat on with some of the young guys they have. That'd be opportunity. So who do they have next? Next is Madison Bumgarner. I'll let you two go first. <laughs> um, That's tough for me, because I don't know. The only thing that I said was the same thing that they said was he's going to stay in the National League. It would make the most sense. I think that he stays. He wants to hit. That's his yeah, he's going to stay over there and, and, and do his thing. Uh, they have him signing with the Twins. Wow. We'll sign with the Twins. So what do you think? I kind of agree with it. The Twins can afford him? Yeah, that's the thing. The Twins can afford him. I don't know. Fuck. You're going into a decent situation with the Twins. Well, that's, that's the American League, by the way. Yes. So he's leaving the National League if he signs with the Twins. And and the only reason that I agree with it, for the I, like I said, I said the Nationals <laughs> would, and saying the National League keeps him hitting and he can continue to do what he wants to do, but signing with the Twins gives him an opportunity to possibly move forward and winning because the Twins had a really good season this year. They showed up, they did their thing, and I think that adding Madison Bumgarner gives you that sense of... Because well, he's ace. They have you right. Know, they give Odorizzi, you a sense. Of, they have yeah, Barrios. They have some good guys. Sense there, you, so. A sense of more balance, I guess you could say. I'm gonna say, and this may be a shocker to some people. Um, I'm gonna say he stays in the National League. I'm gonna say the Cubs. I could see it. They're due for it at some point, right? Let's make a move. Let's get an ace in here, and I, I could see them uh, dealing for Bumgarner, ace in his 30s, looking to close out. Still wants to hit. Fuck it, go Cubs. Go Cubs. <laughs> Number three, Anthony Rendon. This is the uh, the scary one for a lot of people because he's kind of like 28, 29, coming off an unbelievable season. Is He's at, what, third or fourth in MVP voting in the NL. Uh, he's the hot name. He's probably the best bat. Uh, yeah, and his conflict with the front office. He's not going back to Washington. Yeah. He, he, he won his title. He's not going back there. I'm going to say <sighs> I've seen Houston, which is weird. Um, there's two names in here that they Tampa won't pay him. They can't. <laughs> they won't. They just can't. I um, agree with what they say. So this is the you, one that makes the most g- sense. Give me yours first, and I'll tell you mine. The Dodgers. They said the Dodgers. Yeah, I guess that that wouldn't be. He's, I'd I'd imagine he's probably talking to both LA teams. He's also the Rangers have made him a focal point. Yeah, the Rangers too, because what they lost Beltrake is retired, right? So. Yeah, they need somebody. <laughs> I like Texas. I think Texas is probably Texas is a good one. Yeah, for sure. Um, Texas needs a needs Texas. A bet. Texas. The thing or, is, is like, or the or, Dodgers do need something to set them over the top, and Rendon's probably going to do that for them. Texas or Philly. I will say that Philly would be interesting. Yeah, that I think make, they're still looking to spend. Right. So they'll. I, I could see one of those two. Teams. I could even see the Dodgers too. But I'm going to say, if I'm guessing, it's probably going to be. I'm like 66 percent Texas, 33 percent Philly. So. so, this next guy is getting up in age, and this is why they put How's him Cole on How's Cole not in the top five? I don't understand. This is four, so we're still we're still doing That's five. That's weird. Number four, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, he'll be a great season with Atlanta. I think he goes back to Atlanta. I don't think he... I mean, why? if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, he had a great season. They won the division. Uh, they have a lot of young talent, too. Acuna's out there. He's going to be an MVP candidate for years to come. I think he stays in Atlanta and rides that wave, at least for another year. I had a feeling he would stay with Atlanta, and it would make the most sense, just because as an older guy, you would want to but surround yourself with young guys. Their argument and win. is that he'll sign with the Rangers. 
And the reason if if Rendon goes to to the to Texas, it's maybe. because of the DH position. It said yeah. less him an extra mile. Yeah, maybe. So I don't, he, I don't think he gives a fuck about that. He's crazy. He doesn't care. But he don't give a fuck. Whoever about that, signs man. him cares because you want to get the best bang out of your buck. We're well, not going to sign him a contract. You're not going to sign him a four year deal. He's 37. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be upset because he definitely Cole or Cole was not in the. That's weird. Top five. I feel like he's, I these are bold predictions, so they may, they a may bold not be. Bold predictions. That's okay, what I said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, next one is Wilson uh, Contreras, who was not on my list of guys I had, but um, this is a good one though. Contre- he's a catcher, right? Did anybody sign? I don't know if he has. I think yeah, I think he signed with the uh, the White Sox. I thought this was his December seventh. So if he signed yesterday, Con- hold on, Wilson Contreras. I'm looking this up. Uh, this has trade interest. Is he is he really a free agent or is he just gonna get traded? That's what it just says. No, it says he still plays for the Cubs. Yeah. Um. Well, if they trade him, I don't know. So let's talk about Garrett Cole because I'm looking at their Garrett Cole. They have him at ten for their bold prediction because they said yeah, no Contreras silly. Contreras is weird. I don't know. Contreras is one of those guys where we'll leave him alone for yeah, you. If yeah. he's trading, I don't want to worry about. They trades. said no silly. Garrett Cole won't sign yet. So that's their bold prediction so far. That he won't sign yet. Yeah. When? Now? <laughs> I don't know. So again, this is a direct quote from MLB's bold predictions. It says. I'm willing to speculate that up to two prominent Scott Boris clients, Rendon and Strasburg, will break presidents and come to terms quickly. But let not go totally crazy. Let's not go totally crazy. Cole is seeking to break Price's record of $217 million pitching pact. He'll break it. The good thing. The good things time. Uh, good things take time. Then again, we can't rule out Brian Cashman leaving the winter meetings. Uh, Preminis. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I'm reading that right. To get California-based pitcher to sign a record contract with the Yankees. Um, so the the problem with putting all your eggs in one basket is that if he spurns you, and and again, I've heard Angels too. I've heard Angels, yes. big time. Like mm. the Angels are willing to give him money too. I feel like they're going to probably match New York. So it's going to be more of a question of does he want to play in the pinstripes or does he want to go back out west? Uh, I love Gary Cole too. Again, great, Pirates awesome guys, pitcher. So. And he had a great year last year too. But you had Verlander and you had, you know, other guys around you. I I hope he goes to the Yankees. I mean, that'd be great. We could use the starter. I mean, put him with Severino and if Herman can stop beating women, I think we'd have a great, you know, top three rotation. But um I'm gonna say Angels. I think the the draw to play with Trout now because there's more appreciation for what he's done. You know, winning the third MVP or whatever. I, mean, I have I a hard time with this one, so I don't want to make a bold prediction on this one like they're trying to do, but what I will say, it's going to be whoever throws in the most money. It has nothing to do with winning for him at this point. I think both teams uh, will give him 250. Young. Like, both teams will throw 250 at him and say, here. They'll give him six whatever years, seven years, 250. Like, they'll they'll pay him the money. The question is now, where does he want to go? Yeah, does he want to stay in the East or does he want to go out West? And that's, that's a real question. And, again... Houston's a bunch of cheaters, man. I want to stick it to them. I want to face them again if I'm him. Like, <laughs> a bunch I want of cheaters. Fucking they, they're fucking bullshit. Right? That's, yeah. A guy for you, Didi Gregorius. Uh, he's gone. Do you have an idea on where you think he's going to end up? <laughs> you probably like this. Uh, probably like Boston, honestly. I, I thought Boston. Yeah. I really did think Boston. I thought Cleveland, maybe, because if we end up... Trading Lindor. Yeah, we're going to need some pieces. Um, they said he'll sign with the Phillies. 
That's said, this is very too. much going to chalk it. Uh, this is very much Big going market. to chalk at this point, especially after Phil's non-tendered Cesar Hernandez and uh, Michael Fr- uh, Franco. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. But the first, uh, the fit is obvious. Juan Segura can slide the second, and Gregorius will fit perfectly with Citizens Bank Park. So they're really, I don't know. He did. It's a good lefty. And he, he'll he would he'll be with Joe Girardi, which is the yeah, bigger deal. He likes Joe too. Um, I can see that. Fillier balls. He's gonna go to a big market again. It's MLB.com, so we know like what they're giving. Also, us is, if if a team like Texas misses out on Rendon, look out for a team like Texas too, that needs like a you know left side of the infield type player. He could be one of the guys. The big one for me that they have on this list, and then we'll go back to the rest of the players that we haven't mentioned off of your list, is uh, Markel Azuna. Azuna. I have Azuna on my list too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Yeah. yeah, that was a big one for me this uh, year. Who did he play for? He played for the Cardinals. I believe no. so. Um. Again, they went to the playoffs. I think they didn't they win their first round game matchup too or something like that. Or they were I don't know if they won, but they were they were in there. I mean, fuck, no, because they played the Nationals. Uh, <laughs> ah, fuck it, man, go back. I mean, a team that needs an outfielder like the Indians, if they can get them for cheap enough. This is one that I couldn't give a prediction on because he's kind of one of those guys that stays a little bit quieter. Um, and I think he'll end up staying in the National League, just by based off opinion. And what they said is kind of the same thing. They said he will sign with the Reds. The, the, the Reds, a lot of people have them trying to make a big move. They're going to need to. Honestly, they really need to. They 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 screwed the pooch with the Bauer trade because he didn't want to play there. Yeah, and Puig did pretty decent for us. He was hit or miss, but I mean, he, well, Puig, he did pretty he decent. He stepped up in a lot of moments, and he played a good right lost. Yeah, I mean, you lose Puig, that's huge. Uh, they said that Cincinnati smells opportunity in the National League Central, and that has already prompted it to make a big and surprising splash for uh, Mike Moustakis as a second baseman. The work of improving the offense is not over, however. so Well, yeah, they need a lot of help with that. Um, it's true. I mean, their pitching their pitching situation, I mean, Bauer kind of gave him, gave him a little bit of a, fuck you. But <laughs> so I have two more names on this list. I have uh, Hugin Ryu and I have Puig. I put Ryu on there because he had a side young quality season out of L.A. despite being a little bit older of a pitcher. I see him getting like maybe like a two or three year deal somewhere, but he could be one of those guys where hey, he's you know third, fourth starter, whatever. He can kind of close out that playoff rotation for you. Um, I think he resigns with LA. I think they miss out the Dodgers do on any of these big pitchers, so they bring him back. Um, but he's an interesting piece of a team like Houston, who is losing Cole uh, most likely uh, this off season. Do they take a shot at a guy who could be? Like their third starter in Ryu behind Verlander, you know. I mean that, that. I don't know. I mean, but I think that he's three signs with LA. That's fair enough. <laughs> he's like, and just like, I've no idea the fuck this guy is. <laughs> I'm reading over some other comments that were made, so I can give a shout uh, out as well to. Uh, let's see if I can get this goddamn thing to work. Um, shout out to CBS Sports. They also have some interesting takes on some things here. Um, and there's two that I want to talk about as well. White Sox out on Azuna, so it doesn't look like the White Sox are making a push for him. And the other comments were, if I can get this, like I said, goddamn thing to fucking work. They also have... Doing terrible here at this goddamn app. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, man. Puig is the other guy I had too. Um, that I think is interesting. Offers coming from Cole. Yankees, Angels, Dodgers. Yeah, of course. The big the big market teams because you can't afford them. <laughs> uh, Mets pursuing Porcello. Again, Rick Porcello from Boston, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, 
Again, he's 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 a rotation guy. It's, that's he'll, he'll fit into your spot somewhere. They, We're hoping for their their aces are who they are, and, and, and for the Mets or whatever. I mean, it's it's the Grom and it's you know Syndergaard. You know who their guys are. Right. They lost Wheeler, so I mean th- now it's about them. Um, Puig is my last name. I had. It's kind of interesting because on one hand he can be like a catalyst for your team, and then other times he can just disappear. You know who likes taking older guys that can hit the ball? Well, he's not that old. He's only like 28. He's, he's I don't know how old Puig he's, is. He's, he's like he's... right in that area where you're like, oh, oh no, he, he, might, he, might, he might be 30. He might be 30. But this is like making that statement. I'm saying that this is like this is going to be his last big contract and someone that we'd need. I'm saying we, so you should already know who I'm thinking about. Him going to Boston would make a lot of sense. They like taking chances on guys like him. Whether it was Sandoval. I'd even say because what, I mean, New York's losing Ellsbury, I believe. I mean, he's probably going to get a push from all these. The big market big, teams yeah, will expected. take shots. Now, and don't baseball, be surprised. Baseball free agency sucks, and I'm going to say it the way it is. Baseball free agency sucks because we all know I will that say these big this. teams are going to go for him. Do not be surprised if a team like Minnesota, if a team like Oakland, one of those weird, like Seattle. Oakland hates spending. Seattle, they're not. He's not going to get a $40 million con. Like It's not going to be a gigantic. He didn't do enough this past but season. But somebody will lay down a big dick on the table, and that's how you know it works. Later in the in the, in the the free agency, maybe. But And that's what I'm saying. Like a, a, Even a team like Seattle. Seattle, I could see. Like, fuck it. They'll, they'll throw him some money. I mean, I, like, I don't know. Maybe even the Angels. One of those teams. I don't know. The, a team maybe you're not thinking of now that may miss out on some players may take a shot. Even like Philly. I don't know. The next one for me that I wanted to bring up was the Mookie Bet situation because we knew the trade that this was going to be rough. Um, and this, I'm going to quote MLB.com from this. I said, we'll waste our time and talk about Mookie Betts just like we're about to. They said, as they attempt to get under the competitive balance tax threshold, the, the Red Sox are going to take uh, or try to like the heck. Oh, my God, I can't even speak. Lord. The, Red, the Red Sox are going to try like heck to unload some payroll obligations by moving David Price or Nathan Evaldi. Yeah. Which their contracts this year are three years, ninety-six million dollars remaining. Three years, fifty-one million for Evaldi, in the right deal. And those two, and of the two, Evaldi is more likely to move. It also sure's it sure feels like Jackie Bradley Jr., who likely who will likely make eight figures in his last round of uh, arbitration, could go. So, I don't know what that means for Mookie Betts. In my mind, I believe, as far as that I've read everything, it looks like they're trying to keep Mookie. But I'm not sure if they're going to. You fucking should. <laughs> I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is in that same boat for me. But he's their Evaldi's best player. Evaldi's another one that I'd like to keep Mookie as well. Mookie Betts is an MVP. This is difficult because this team's like super, super, super concentrated in talent, and it's just like it's the same thing that I bring up when you would trade all your best players in a video game to a specific team. This is one of those teams that really stick out for you. Uh, what will definitely happen at winners' meetings, though, is a lot more public bets discussion than is necessary. His trade market is too limited by this pro, uh, projected arbitration salary yep. and his proximity to free agency next winter. Yep. The payroll goal is not so pressing that it should be compelled Boston to make a bad baseball trade, which Boston, like New York, like L.A., like Houston, like other bigger markets at this point, usually don't do that. So, again, it is wasting our time talking about it, but it makes guys like myself who are Boston fans nervous. But it also has people like Kyle licking his chops because there's opportunities for for a a big-name star to just jump ship and go to New York. 
they don't need an outfielder. That's the only thing. Like they, they really they for you, Betts corners. isn't the answer. If they wanted no. to move one of these three guys, that's the real question. Like a well, David Price or Nathan Evaldi. The, the for pitching you is the big. Be... The Yankees. The one thing they miss is that extra pitcher. I think they have a David Price on on <sighs> New York. Regardless of the playoff hit or miss situation, I don't like Price. You can hate him all you want, but he's good. No, but he's going to help you. Is he? Yes. Not when it matters. They I don't also think. said Francisco Lindor will not get dealt this winter and winter meetings. Uh, probably not. No. They'll they'll wait towards. He will get dealt before the trade deadline, though. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Um, Which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but we talked about it. You can get a fucking farm for him, and whole, especially now, you get a whole city for him. Talk about a team like the Yankees that have the. In my mind, right now, there are only two teams that the Indians should even listen to for trading for Lindor, and it's the Yankees and it's the Dodgers. Yeah, nobody else has what you want. No, as far as young talent and a star now. Or a younger guy now that's still under contract or has under team control for a number of years. There's only two teams that can give you something like that. Seriously, like that's it. There's literally nobody else. You're not going to trade him to Boston for Betts or anything because Betts is gone next year. Like it's not going to happen. Like those are the only two teams that have those kind of guys you want. Man, I'd love to see Lindor in a goddamn Red Sox uniform. That'd be dope. Maybe as a free agent in a couple of years, but not now. Mm-mm. Not at all. He will. He will go to. This offseason has a lot of big names, but a lot of teams that are really can like a lot of teams that are constringent to what they can spend and what they cannot. And the Yankees, for the first time probably since Steinbrenner died, are saying "fuck it, go spend the money and get him." Well, they had the opportunity to. Their their cap. They cut him down this year. Was a lot smaller than typical. And guys are coming off. Listen, I usually give the Yankees a hard time in, in past episodes. They spend a lot of money to make a lot of moves, and this year it's the opposite for me. It's just like the Red Sox are in an really bad area right now where just like we have a lot of talent we want to keep all this talent but Super we can't red. and it didn't work they didn't win last year so no. i mean you got you got to figure out what you need to yeah, do yeah you need to find balance like for the yankees yeah they got cc coming off the books they had a, they, i think they have ellsbury coming off the books i think or one of the two ellsbury or i Gardner. think both are yeah i mean that's i think they both are right there that's fucking 30 million off the books i mean fuck yeah <laughs> that's that's big to them that's 30 million a year for fucking uh for Strasburg or Cole right there, that's what it is. I mean, you, you can replace that and get a guy who's going to jump in your rotation. So, I tell you what, man, it's going to be a couple big names, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see a big trade or two at some point in the next few months, but sometime, let's see what the Indians start off with next year. If we get to May or June and they're trugging along at 500, they'll trade Lindor. But if they're, you know... Leading the division by ten games, they're there, and he's having an MVP season. They won't trade him. They'll keep him and try and win one more, and then next year, they'll reevaluate the situation. If you can convince the guy to take a two hundred million dollar contract, I mean, more power to you. But at the end of the day, he's going to get paid. Someone's going to give him, you know, probably five hundred million or more. I'd imagine. I agree. So, and Bengals are up twelve to seven. By the way. Joe makes a 99-yard touchdown. Let's fucking go, baby! Yes! 90, Fuck you, Jason. I'm coming for your head, boy. 99-yard touchdown. Jesus fucking Christ. I am so happy right now that I got Joe Mixon. <laughs> How do you run for 90? Uh, Baker Mayfield has two interceptions. Fuck. Well, there goes Kyle's quarterback situation. At least Mixon put up some points. <laughs> I knew I should have started Kyler, man. Oh boy, if they don't move away from Baker Mayfield next season. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> Again, it's 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 obviously when your offense is in turmoil and you don't know who's doing what with coaching, you've got a receiver that is on the fence now about being there, or whatever. 
It's not going to go well. Okay. My brother's struggling against me right now. You're playing for what? Fifth or fifth, someplace like that or something? Fifth, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Baker's got me negative 1.8. The only, the only solace I have right now is that Fitzpatrick only has him 1.2 points. So we have we have the shittiest quarterback matchup right now for this week. And I'm, I'm assuming, of course, that Baker's going to have a good game because he dominated Cincy last year, but he's playing kind of hurt whether he wants to admit it or not. I see have. Mike dropped his whole team, so that was a lot of people just like scrounded for well, Mike's yeah, players. Yeah, he fucking... Uh, Jason picked up Odell Beckham. I tried to get Beckham. I was like pissed. I was like, Damn. I tried to pick him up too. I think yeah. everybody did. I tried to pick up Hooper and I tried to pick up uh, Wheeler as well. He dropped him because like I have what's his face. I have Hunter Henry, but he's got a really rough situation today with the matchup issue. Yeah, this is this is all just fucking. I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, Hunter Henry's playing Jacksonville, and they're pretty good against. I left Michael Gallup on my bench, unfortunately, but I did start Amari Cooper, who had twenty points for me. If I would have picked up Michael Gallup. I really need Marvin Jones Jr. to ball out today. Uh, of course, I should have started Noah Font. <laughs> He's going off. Drew Locke is having a game. Yeah, and I started in Joku because I thought, again, Sensi, Baker. Damn, if Drew Locke's a quarterback for the Broncos, dude, good for them, man. It just took him forever well, he was to hurt. figure that shit out. Locke was hurt. They couldn't play him. I'm sure if he was healthy, they would have probably gave him the spot, but he was out, so he had to put fucking uh, Brandon Allen in, and he did, I mean, decent. He wasn't great. He's a backup quarterback in this league. Flacco shit the bed as expected because he's not Peyton Manning. You can't just pick him up and expect him to play like he was before. People really. <laughs> if you ever assume that anybody is Peyton Manning, that's on you. That's on you, one hundred percent. No one's going to be Peyton Manning. You can't just keep what, moving. How did, how did Mixon score a? Said ninety-nine yard touchdown. I don't think I that happened. Mixon for a one-yard touchdown is what I have. Oh, maybe it went backwards. Ninety-nine minus one. It said ninety-nine. I read it. Yeah, because he has one rushing touchdown. I mean, it's still points for you regardless. Well, yeah, but you maybe that would have been fucking a lot of points. That's sixteen points instead of just six, man. That's a big eh, deal. Still six points. Your Baker Mayfield situation not looking good though. No, well he'll he'll throw a touchdown in the game. Andy just... Dalton threw an interception though already <laughs> today too. Just oh. Keep throwing him, guys. Just no, keep he, throwing him. He has uh, he has Fitzpatrick going in his game. So and Fitzpatrick is playing like ass so far too. So I mean, we're... last week he balled out, and I think that's probably well, why he picked for him a, up. Yeah, he's due for a probably why he picked him well, up. Well, yeah, I picked up Baker because I thought, okay, uh, Rivers is having a bad season now. He's kind of falling off. Um, uh, Stafford's still hurt. He's not going to play probably the rest of the year. Stafford was my saving grace for the middle yeah. Part Ryan of the Fitzpatrick season. threw an interception as well. You're still projected to beat the shit out of him this week. Remember, it's two weeks now for the playoffs. So yeah. we, we, we kind of accumulates over two. So my goal is just to win the week. That's all I'm interested to see what Ryan Fitzpatrick did last week that made him pick him up. Damn it, no it had to be close though, to 40, 40 points. And my Saints, by the way, are just knocking the shit out of the 49ers right now. They're driving again. Yeah, last week he had 35 points. That's why. And we just talked about that. We knew that the Eagles had that, had that moment he has, of grandeur. He has, that he, has, he has Breeze on his bench. And Breeze has got three touchdowns in the first half against San Francisco. I'm just saying. <laughs> he doesn't play. He doesn't. I, get I won't why. judge him. Yeah, I won't judge him just because he doesn't play fantasy very much. Well, I get why you wouldn't start Breeze against San Francisco, but it's at home. Yeah, if you're in San Francisco, I wouldn't start him. But he's in. He's in the Superdome. He's gonna have a good game. It's Drew Breeze. But all right, whatever. All right, moving on here, so we can get back on topic. We got quick hits. Quick right? hits. Yep. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Number one. Quick hit number one. Fisdale out as New York Knicks head coach. R.I.P. Holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they expected him to do with 17 power forwards. It's the worst fucking franchise in in sports right now. Yeah. As far as how they're run. 
Devin the Cowboys. Fizdale probably right? feels relieved, to be honest. Well, like, get me the fuck out of here. He's a players guy. You've got LeBron. I think and all Marcus these guys. Morris. I think Marcus Mo- or not Marcus Morris. Yeah, there's Marcus Morris. Marcus yeah. Morris and uh, Julius Randle. I think are their leading scorers. Marcus Morris has been playing point guard. Yeah, he's been bringing the ball up and setting up the offense. No. Well, that's what no. I just said. When you have 17 power no. forwards, no, it's the honesty of it. So there you go. Uh, I feel bad for RJ Barrett. I don't. He, he's getting wasted away there. Um, just just do decently and hope to God that you just, just get, you enough, get through your rookie contract. Yeah, get enough, and hopefully they can draft another guy to, to join you next year because this is going to be rough going for you. Yeah, Marcus Morris bit. is averaging 18.6 points per game. Yeah. So and I think Randall's like I said, having a good season too, but the problem Randall's is. Randall's at 14.3. Or yeah. that's RJ Baird, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's at 16.7, 8.6 rebounds. Yeah. Um, this starting lineup, Jesus fucking Christ. Taj Gibson, Julius Randall. R.J. Barrett, Marcus Morris, and Frank Nielakina. They're not even starting Mitchell Robinson. You don't have a center out there. Yeah. Starters. Your point guard is coming back from injury. I mean, uh, you don't have a team like this. They should. It's rough, man. It's, it's a lot year. of lot of wing guys, a lot of forward slash wing guys. It's gonna be hard. To... Uh, moving on. Number two, Michael Thomas MVP. No. No. <laughs> good case. He has a good case. We'll let this go for now. I'll bring it back up in a minute. Number if, three. If Lamar Jackson wasn't doing so well, I would say maybe. Maybe, but go ahead. Meyer's next. Urban Meyer, by the way. Urban Meyer, next Dallas head coach. Who else? I said it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Listen, if. if God. A lot less respons- Well, there's a lot of responsibility, but it's a lot less. You know, but he's got players. a lot of pieces, like, already. It's just like, it's, it's handing him. It's like he's, handing a 16 year old a Maserati. Just he's, take it over. Mind you, who's he going to be coaching again? Ezekiel Elliott. Not even just that, man. You have Amari that was, Cooper. He, you have Michael he went Gallup, on the record. who looks great. He Dak went Prescott, on the record and said that was... One of the best was, offensive lines in, in football. He went on the record and said that was his most talented player he's ever coached. Him and Tebow were up there. Yeah, Tebow. Him and Elliott were two guys. Career, right? So there you go. I mean, that's if he's going to go coaching a pro somewhere, it's got to be with one of those guys are there. So there you go. Number four. Wheeler, first $100 million man. And then MLB this year. That's why the Mets are talking about Porcello now because they lost fucking Wheeler. He was a great third starter, mm-hmm. and he now this is the world we live in where third starters are going to be making hundred million dollar contracts. Inflation. So, there you go. So yeah, good, good pitcher. I mean, he's he's young, he's decent, but there you go. Yeah, that's it for quick hits today. Some quick ones, some real quick ones. Yeah. Now it's on to you, man. We're gonna dive into one of these quick ones. All right. <clears throat> Uh, if I could take the floor, please. Good. Um, Michael Thomas uh, should not win MVP this year. For now. Unless Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson have awful fall-offs to what has been great seasons for them. Then he should. But it's the notion that a receiver can't win MVP in this league. It's never happened before. Come close a couple times. Jerry Rice a few times came close. Brady Moss. One time came close, but that was the year you know Brady had his unbelievable season. So <laughs> the the caveat with this situation has always been because there's always he has to have someone to put the ball in his hands, right? Yes. And it's the quarterback. And the quarterback is gonna get that recognition because More, he's the face. For sure. Yeah. This year is one of those exceptions. Right? He's had three guys throw to him this year. Three different players. Breeze has not been healthy the entire season. We both said Bridgewater is a really good quarterback in this league, but he's a backup right now. And then Taysom Hill. 
This guy's going to break, most likely break the rece- the receptions record in a season with three different quarterbacks throwing him the football. The only knock on Michael Thomas is he doesn't have a double-digit touchdown season. This year, at least. He probably won't get double-digit touchdowns. That's the only knock. He's going to have probably 16 to 1,700 yards receiving. He's going to have 145-plus catches, probably. And it'll be somewhere between 6 to 10 touchdowns. At what point do we have to get to in not only professional football, but even college football, too, where you start to realize it's not as much about the guy throwing the ball as it is about the guy actually making that fucking play. There are some plays, and believe me, I love a tight spiral, I love a good throw. Boy, you're just like, holy fuck, that guy made that play. <laughs> like, the quarterback just threw the ball. The guy, the guy made the fucking play. It's happening now defensively. And hopefully we start to see a trend of more defensive players being in this category. Someone like Chase Young, who is a fucking monster. He will change your team. That's why he should go to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Is Ohio State still undefeated without Chase Young? Probably. But are they as dominant defensively without that guy? No. He is the whipped cream and cherry on top of a really damn good team. He puts you in that elite category. Michael Thomas is a receiver. Puts your offense in that elite category. No Michael Thomas in New Orleans means probably what? Maybe 9, 10 wins, maybe. Because you trust the system at that point? With, with Sean Payton and Breeze? And a little bit of Bridgewater? Sprinkle in some hill? He makes them a 13-win powerhouse team because of that difference. And, oh, it's only three-game difference, Kyle. You said 10-6 and six to 13-3. and three. I tell you what, there's a big fucking difference between 10-6 and six and 13-3. and three. That's a, oh, maybe a team had a good year, maybe. Or, oh, maybe a team is good, but they're not really great. To, oh, that team's fucking elite. That's a big fucking difference. Oh, and by the way, he's breaking records. What was it? Most reception, uh, first to 400 receptions. He broke that record. He's breaking all these fucking records. And I got fucking dudes like Max Kellerman going on TV saying he's not worthy of being a fucking $100 million receiver. That's right. I still haven't forgot that fucking argument you made, you piece of shit. Right now, it should go Lamar Jackson 1, Russell Wilson 2, Michael Thomas 3. And I pray to God that they shit the bed and both those teams finish like 11-5 and five or 10-6. and six. They just lose out or win like one more game. And the Saints go like fucking 13-3 and three and Thomas breaks all these fucking records and gets double-digit touchdowns and has like 1,700-1,800 yards receiving. How do you not put that guy right there? Well, he's a receiver. Oh, they're all divas. What has Thomas done to make you think he's a fucking diva receiver? That fucking dude shows up every week. His off games, he still gets six catches a game. 
It's disrespectful to guys that actually give a fuck and don't go on Twitter and make rants. Don't fucking rape women and say they didn't. Don't fucking go to other, t- other fucking team's players and say they want to go to their team. This guy is the exception to the rule. Michael Thomas is the Jerry Rice of the 21st century. Tell me I'm wrong. Today, I'm willing to make this argument today, now moving forward, that Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the National Football League. Whether I'm a Saints fan or not, looking at what he's done, especially now this season, he is the best receiver in the National Football League. Is he the most physically gifted? No. Is he the tallest? No. Is he the strongest? Probably not. He is the best overall receiver in the NFL today. He is an MVP candidate, and if you don't think he is, you should be shot. And that is the end of my rant. Fair enough. I also think Lamar Jackson, like I said, is the number. He's gonna one. he's yeah. gonna win the, he's gonna win the MVP because Baltimore is not gonna fall. Thirteen, thirteen. By the way, Browns. They tied it up. Did Baker throw a touchdown? Uh, he scrambled. So he scored at least. Yes. Thank Sorry, God. I'm taking an assessment at the same time. That's fine. I, I, needed, I wanted you to rant, so I needed the points. <laughs> I just needed to finish positive points, please, please for the love of God. Any any issues? Anything I just said? No, I I really. I get the argument about Julio Jones and about DeAndre Hopkins. We we both DeAndre said Hopkins, yeah. Physically, Michael he's Thomas had a year though this year. He with three different guys, right? Watson's, believe it or not, has been healthy the entire season, and sometimes he's forgotten Hopkins is on the damn field. This is the guy. They don't have a Will Fuller. They don't have a Jimmy Graham back when Breeze made his first big run. It's Michael Thomas, or you're fucked. That's it. And he shows up every single fucking Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturdays for some reason in fucking December. I don't know. He's always there. And he's always making a fucking play. That's it. You can't convince me he's not an MVP candidate. And if those guys do fall off and have bad closes to the seasons, he should be seriously considered for that spot. If he continues to do, which for there's no reason to say why he shouldn't, continues to have the season he's having. Period. Will he actually win it? Probably not, because those guys won't fall off. They're too consistent right now. But he should be damn sure in that conversation. For fuck's sake. Andrew, tell people where they can find us. You can find us at AK Swish Pod on Twitter and AK Swish Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, guys. That'll wrap it up. Episode 42 of the AK Switch podcast in the books. Shout out to your dad, Jason yeah. Fedrick, uh, who has still not contacted me anymore about the coaching. So No, it's Saturdays. He's kind of busy right now with it. So he said it's Saturdays. I told him definitely not. Tuesdays I could do. Saturdays I cannot. Practices are Saturdays? Yeah, I don't know what, what he's time? doing. What time? So I'll, I'll ask him a little bit more today about it, but that's as far as I knew. Yeah, that's fucking odd. Shout out to my boys, though. We're one and one uh, so far. Tough game uh, this past Thursday. Tough game. But uh, we'll keep working. Three games this week, believe it or not. So uh, we're going to play a lot. So we'll see how we do. We'll see how we come out uh, next week. So shout out to them. Shout out to, to 
Big Daddy Jason for all he does for uh there's a little sun over here. All right, uh, that's episode 42, guys, in the books, AK Swish Podcast. Andrew, say one last thing to the people. Um, um, what can I really say this week that I can think of? Quickly. Five. I have to shit right now. That's another good one. I've done this already, but my stomach's been rumbling this whole time. I wouldn't be surprised if you could hear it in the mic. Uses. Never get wrong with the class. Bye-bye. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised.